Live from downtown Boogertown, it's Three Hillbillies on a Couch with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. Welcome back to another episode of Three Hillbillies on the Couch. I'm Buford. I'm Mayhem. I'm Cletus. I'm Floyd. I'm Joey, baby. And uh, we are not in glorious downtown Boogertown this week. We're actually in Branson, Missouri. And uh, I'm the only one of your usual hillbillies, but I'm certainly not the only hillbilly in the room today. Uh, we are over here. My, my wife, Beulah Dean, and I came to visit. Our oldest boy lives here. And while we were here, we decided to go on the Redneck Comedy Bus Tour, just yeah. like me and the boys do back in Pigeon Forge. Well, since November of last year, it's been operating up here in Branson, Missouri as well. So we rode today. Floyd was our driver, and uh, we had uh, Cletus uh, riding along with us as our tour guide, and we had a big time. Yeah, Thank you. It was fun. <clears throat> it was yeah. a lot of fun. I tell you what, it's totally, you know, I always tell people, you go to our tour three times, you're going to see three different shows because it's three different guys, you know. Down here, it's you got three different guys, and it's a totally different town. So even if you've enjoyed the Redneck Comedy Bus Tour before in Nashville or in the Smokies, if you come to Branson, you got to make this part of your trip. Same quality of entertainment, but a different show and a lot of fun. And, of course, you get to see a lot of beautiful scenery and stuff around here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Cletus. Well, you know, I I was over at your neck of the woods, and then I had to run away from all the revenueers, so I moved over here mm-hmm. to the wonderful city of Branson. Yeah, yes. I, I knew you over there. We've known each other for quite a few years. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you again. And it's good to see you too. And we had and, and and coming over here has been a lot of fun, a lot of different things, and and I'm glad we got this thing going because I I miss running around here seeing people. Yeah. Hey, you was telling us before we started recording about you and Boo Boo running around in that jalopy with the girls from the UT basketball. Oh, goodness gracious. We, we had a great time driving that old piece of junk around. And, and we got down there at that old uh, that hillbilly down in the holler there in Gatlinburg. And the girls were actually there uh, partaking in communion. And, and uh, um, so they, we said, hey, y'all want to go for a ride? And they said, sure. So they piled up on that truck. And we took them around town a little bit. We had a good time. We That's awesome. Time. So, yeah, you've been uh, in the entertainment business a whole long time. Yeah, I've been in there a long time. I've been long doing this. For, I've been doing, let's see, I've been, well, since I got out of jail. Yeah, that's the last time I remember. Yeah. That's been a while. That's been a while. You've been on good behavior. That's I've been good. on very good behavior. I got, I got my ankle bracelet off yesterday. Awesome. So it's good. <laughs> and you just got the one from your wife with the shock on it. <laughs> yeah, shock collars. That's right. You'll see my infomercial here after a while. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now you uh, you started out uh, before doing comedy. You were a singer, right? Yeah, sure was. Doing performing there with the V. Hedrick Theaters there in Pigeon Fours, working with the Blackwoods. Yes, the famous Blackwoods. What part do you sing? I sing the high part up there in Tenor. That's why I sing Tenor 12 Miles Away. That's why I sing. Oh, I thought Tenor was what they paid you. <laughs> I didn't get that much. That. <laughs> I wasn't that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, you're a funny, funny guy as well as being a great singer. Well, thank you. I've, I've, I, we actually did shows, I think. Well, I, I opened for you guys back when you were with the Blackwoods. I did a few yeah. shows where I was the, your stand-in comedian for the show. That's right. You filled in for Bob and Marty that time. Mm-hmm. time so it was great. Sure did. Old Bob Hamill, rest his soul. Yeah. He was a great guy. Sure was. Sure was. I miss him every day. All right. Well, now we've also got uh, Mayhem here. Uh, Mayhem, you uh, you're a 
been a stand-up comedian for a long time, haven't you? Well, standing up about six years. And uh, so I've been traveling, doing all around across the nation. Had a friend uh, tell me that about the redneck bus coming into town, asked me if I'd be interested in that. And I watched a couple of you videos, probably your video or something. Uh, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. So I'm glad that uh, they're running their first season here in Branson. Very cool. And you, you travel around the country, too, doing shows, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Well, so y'all be looking for him when he might come to your town. Follow the uh, Redneck Comedy Bus Tour on uh, Facebook, and they talk about all of us, Nashville and uh, Branson and the Smokies. And uh, whenever somebody's doing something interesting or cool, they usually will right. put it up there and let us know. So uh, yeah, I'd love to come to a comedy club and see your show. I did that for a long time. Uh, I started back in the early 90s, I guess. It was well, right at the beginning of 1990 was when I first started doing comedy clubs. And uh, that's a hard that's a hard business. This is a whole lot better. I like the bus because I get to sleep in my own bed every night. Right. <laughs> You're not. One thing about road. stand up, stand up. You know, you got you got a routine. And you got a nice little stick, and you have a, a pretty much a controlled environment to where you got to get a bus. You got all kinds of elements that come into place, and uh, so it's a little bit more of the entertaining than it necessarily is the stand up. So yeah. a little balance of both there. Yeah, you know, uh, we had uh, an accident. Um, no, we didn't, but there was an accident ahead of us back about a month ago, and uh, we ended up being three and a half hours. Oh. Son, I was doing every joke I knew, and some I didn't. <laughs> I, I I carry a ukulele with me and, and do some music on my tour, and I played every song I know and told them stories from the road. And, I mean, they had a blast. The people loved it. And they thought we got great reviews and, you know, everything. And had a lot of, of good response from it. But, boy, I'm going to tell you what, it was tough. Mm-hmm. you got to be ready because you just never know when you're on a bus. Like you said, it's not like at a comedy club. It's not going to be like, oh, sorry, folks, there's traffic. It'd be like, well, go get in your car, you know. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, and then we got Joey, baby. Yeah. Tell, tell us about you. What do you uh, do? I've been a stand-up comic for 15 years. Uh, I was grow- I grew up in comedy. My parents were professional clowns when I was a kid. Oh, cool. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Yankee. Uh, <laughs> I, on the bus, uh, it's kind of like going to, to a traditional Mexican restaurant, hoping you're going to get a Mexican person to fix your food and you end up with Doug. I'm Doug. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not going to – I'm going to be myself. People nowadays are like, be yourself. Just be you. And I'm like, okay, don't be that you. Be the <laughs> you we want you to be, but be yours. And uh, but I, I I know what character comedy is, and that's what the redneck thing is. So I I, I kind of come in and out of the characters, and uh, of the redneck, and and and, and it's kind of cool because you don't have to be a redneck to be on the bus, and we're trying to get them redneck certified anyways. So at the end of the day, uh, you're a Yankee who's been redneck certified. Exactly, traveling with stand up, you know, we perform <laughs> everywhere, and I started in Milwaukee. Uh, in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and we get a lot of those people that get on the bus, and I understand them a lot. <laughs> like I understand those are your the people. Yankee, yeah. the Yankee rednecks, because <laughs> they're they're and they love it. You know, the other day our run was all Wisconsin people, and I and they, they were from small towns, and and I was able to make jokes about that, and it just sure. worked. You know, if a dairy farmer doesn't qualify as a redneck, I don't know who does. <laughs> but no, I, you know, that's a misnomer that I, you know, I'm originally from Texas, but I tell people on our bus all the time, you know, Jeff Foxworthy says, there's rednecks everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. There really are. If I get people on my bus from New Jersey, I say, are y'all pineys? And they'll usually, they'll either say, yeah, or they'll go, oh, no, 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 no. But <laughs> then I look at the rest of the bus and I said, y'all know what pineys are? 
Those are New Jersey rednecks. There's a part of the state in the middle called the Pine Barrens, and everybody that lives there is just a little different. You know, but uh, where are you from originally? Uh, originally from Racine, Wisconsin, which is between Milwaukee and Chicago. Sure. No, there's rednecks up there. One of my favorite redneck stories is from a buddy of mine from upstate New York. He had a, a car that was making noise, and the uh, had gotten a hole in the exhaust system. And this guy is one of those guys, that can, he, he literally paid $60 for this car. And he kept it running for about 10,000 miles. Well, he got a hole in the exhaust system. So making all this blah, 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 going down the road, you know. And, and he said you couldn't fix it. It was one of those cars where you had to take the whole exhaust system out. And, put, and he said it would have, the car was totaled. It literally would have cost more than the car was worth to fix it. So he gets pulled over. The cop gives him a ticket. And he says, uh, you got to get this thing quiet. And you got to bring this ticket back to, to a court in 60 days and prove to us that you got it quiet. He said, okay. So 60 days later, he shows up in court with a bill where he'd had the car crushed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he said the cop looked at it dumbfounded and said, you didn't have to do that. He said, well, it ain't making racket no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a redneck, son. A redneck. Upstate New York redneck. <laughs> Totaling out a $60 car. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> He kept it running for ten thousand miles. That's that's good. He that's a good investment. He did, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, it's scrap metal, man. That's stuff. You were talking about all these people that were coming on, Joey. Baby, he, he got a a half of a bus full of Cajuns the other day, and we couldn't understand a word they were saying. French Creole. Oh, it was yeah, it was it was hilarious. But I mean, they didn't really understand our lingo, and we didn't really understand theirs. Uh, they thought they were really funny. Yeah, I do a whole thing on my bus tour about the different accents around the South, and I do impersonations of the different accents. And when the fight I end it with, and don't even get me started on our friends in Louisiana. They got their own party going on mm. down there, Montreal. I know. Yeah. He started oh, doing exactly that. And, and, and then we got done with the moonshine, and they got back on the bus, and the guy I was doing, I do Otis Campbell. Mm-hmm. Oh my From gosh. Andy Griffith, yeah. I wish we were on video, and y'all. I he was, looks just like how I was doing. Um, I was doing the drunk voice. <laughs> I was doing the story, and he just comes alive in French Creole, and he's like, ring, ring, ring. and I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a, my drunk character, but the other people on the bus kind of thought I was making fun of him and it was awkward <laughs> and it was really strange, you know, but, but you, we, we've had killer, we've had killer runs and we've had ones where it's like, okay, let's, uh, you know, and, and, but, but that's, that's the growing pains until we figure out all these different rednecks we're meeting and, uh, but, it, but that's stand up too. I mean, we yeah. perform at clubs and stuff. So I remember when I first got into stand up, there was a room full of nine people I got off the stage and I was like, man, I wasn't funny. I was new. And this comic who'd been doing it for years was like, what are you talking about? You made eight people out of nine people smile. That's a 98% ratio. I'm like, where did you go to school? <laughs> but I mean, he was like, you killed it. And, and so you have to encourage yourself. And right now, because we're so new in the market, our bus runs are six and five. But that's going to make us better performers because we're able to make, you know, five out of six smile. I mean, we're killing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. 
Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. All right, well, we're here. I didn't even hear the word. <laughs> no, that's, that's the magic of editing. <laughs> great commercial. It, it is a pretty good commercial. You should listen to the podcast. It's a pretty good commercial. <laughs> and Big Fit Search Gear is really cool. They've got a whole, you go on their website, they've got a whole line of really cool products, T-shirts and stickers and hot sauce and all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, we tell people, say, you know, uh, you, uh, Bigfoot may be hiding, but you don't have to. You, you can wear a T-shirt that says you believe in Bigfoot. Um, so anyway, yeah, we um, uh, so we were talking about you guys working here in Branson, and, and we had a fourth voice popping up, yes. but we haven't introduced Floyd yet. So Floyd, oh, yeah, yeah, Floyd, tell us about yourself. Well, I he's started, one of the drivers over I, here. Yeah, I started out many years ago as a certified licensed cosmetologist, and I ended up cutting hair for about fourteen years. Then I got into the music business here in Branson in nineteen ninety three. What'd you play? Piano and banjo, five string. And uh, that particular show moved into the Roy Clark Theater. In 1996, I got hired to play in Roy Clark's band for playing keys and banjo. And then he sold his theater in 98. And then we went all over the United States. So I, I worked with him for right at 22 years, from 96 to 2018. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a great gig. And he was a super guy. He was uh, Not only was he funny, and talented with, and I used to tell, he was making, uh, winning awards at 15 years old, you know, and we didn't have training videos and DVDs, and uh, he didn't, we, we do, you know, so I always bragged on him about that, but he was just a super guy, you know, and he was honoring, he'd pick on you on stage and bring you up front, and it's like, oh my gosh, you're sweating bullets, don't do this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, he passed away in 2018, I came back to Branson, started playing shows again, uh, raiding the country vault. We played uh, Starlight, the Mansion, uh, Americana Theater, and then we went to Billy H. Choices. And it just got to be where uh, the investors weren't, you know, paying us like we thought we should be. So this came about. Richmond brought me down here. I met all these funny characters, and I thought, man, this is awesome. I drive just across town and back, and laugh for two hours, and I'm home. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And and you got the nickname Floyd because you, after you came on working for Roy, you kept on cutting everybody's yeah, hair. Yeah, we'd be gone for two, three weeks or maybe two, three months at a time, and I started cutting everybody's hair. So Roy nicknamed me Floyd the Barber from uh, Andy Griffin's show. Did, and it did, stuck, did, you know. did you have to talk talk like this? <laughs> I should go back and look at that. He was so, that character was so good. Oh, yeah, oh, I oh, it. oh, 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 yes, oh, Andy. Andy, yes. Andy oh, 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 he's a good boy. Yeah. He's got nice hair. Did yeah. you know a little bit of trivia that he had, um, what is it? Uh, he, was, uh, he had a stroke. Yeah, and they used to put him in a little thing and hold him up when he was cutting hair. He was standing in this thing. That held yeah, it was just like up. one or two seasons into it, he had a stroke. Yeah. But yeah. they accommodated it where he could get Same thing actually happened to uh, Glenn Strange, who uh, he played the Frankenstein monster after Boris Karloff quit doing it. He did like uh, Abbott and Costello, me, Frankenstein, all those. But he was the bartender on Gunsmoke. 
and he had a stroke, and they actually made a seat where he could prop up behind the bar. He couldn't do lines anymore, but the last few years he was alive, he'd just be behind the bar cleaning the glass, but they kept him working. That's mm. great. Yeah, but, you know, that kind of loyalty used to actually happen in the entertainment oh, yeah. business. Oh, yeah, I know. It was nice. Now they just CGI you. <laughs> exactly, right. Uh, yeah, they're talking about bringing movies back with Humphrey Bogart now. The guy's been dead 40 years or 50 years. And yeah. They're, they're going to make new movies with him. Yeah. I don't know if that's right. But so uh, t- tell me a little bit about Branson, because I've actually only been here once about 20 years ago, and it was during the off season back when I was working for the Comedy Barn, and they were talking about making a Comedy Barn theater here, and they were going to have me come up and be the producer. And then we ended up, instead of doing that, we ended up opening the Black Bear Jamboree in, uh, in Pigeon Forge. But uh, I, I really don't know much about this town other than the fact that there's the lake and there's all the theaters. But the, do any of y'all have any insight into? It was, it was, it started out as just a small like area. And then back in the 80s is really when it really blew up. Yeah. When, when Roy came in, all the other stars started coming in. And, and But before that, you know, had the Presleys and the ball knobbers, and it was always, who was the first in town? And, it, you know, I mean, honestly, the ball knobbers were the first. Presleys came in and put their show here. Uh, but Jim Owen actually put in a theater called the Hillbilly Theater right yeah. down on the, uh, in right. the old part of town. That was the first stage, if right. you want to say. Yeah. And it wasn't very, I mean, it really wasn't that much of a, it was like the three theaters maybe, and then it was just a few other things going on. It was kind of like a, just a place to get away. Yeah. But then just, that's when Roy came in and saw how, what a great adventure it would be for him. And then, and then it's when all the other stars started coming in here and it just, in the eighties, it went nuts. Back in those days, you had Jim Stafford and, um, uh, so I came Andy in Boxcar Willie. I came Boxcar in Willie. 2012 and I started at Jim Stafford's theater. And then, and then uh, Jim Stafford's theater, and I went to Caravel Theater, which was right next to him. And when we do our tour, uh, Floyd goes, tell him, tell, him, tell him where you started. And it, they're tearing it down now, so it's all rocks. It's just a big and I'm like, well, if you look out your window, that's where it all started for me. And, uh, you know, and boom, there's a lot. But it's sad in a way because the, it's becoming an amusement park now. And, uh, uh, I, you know, Jim, Jim was starting to, he went through a divorce, and then, and then, and then he went back to Florida and what ended up happening was it looked like he was done with this theater. And then somehow he somehow the resort, the lady that uh, got with 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 Jim's ex-wife, they hated each other. And the resort, the other resort hated that resort. And so they called up, they bought the property from them and then called up Jim and said, will you come back uh, from Florida to Branson? So he went back into his theater and performing again. But then he, you know. It, it just didn't work. They they redid the whole thing, recarpeted it. They they put new seats in it, and no matter how much money they pumped in it, they just couldn't they couldn't get back what what they got in yeah, the nineties. You know, is he still around here now, or is he? No, he's yeah, he's he's. I don't know if he's living here now, but I just he, saw I think him. he went back to he's Florida. Florida. Yeah. yeah, I just saw a post on Facebook with him and Kelly, his wife, down in Florida. So that's probably where he's living. Yeah, I don't want to speak. Speak too much on him, but it's, it's far like. But it was it was sad being in the theater uh, because you could you know it was like nine hundred seats and and uh, the sound guy says to me you should have seen it when it was it was nine hundred every night oh, you yeah. know yeah. packed every night. So right. you had a you had a lot of people like Andy Williams and people who had an older audience. Mm-hmm. That older audience started to pass away. Then the That's older exactly. entertainers started exactly. to pass away. Yeah. Boxcar Willie went, and then. Um, uh, Roy and you know Glenn, 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 Glenn Campbell, him, all yeah. of them passed away. So now 
is Branson starting to experience a resurgence? Or we've got a new kind of thing starting to happen? It's trying. I mean, I think if they ever get the marketing idea of what Pigeon Forge has and promote family entertainment, family fun, um, instead of worrying about um, all the other mess in town, the ticket agencies and stuff like that. So that's usually where our biggest hound thing is. You've got all these two-for-ones and all that, which kind of puts a damper on things, but people are still coming in for it. Um, they Like Andy, you know, he was talking about that, Joey was talking about how they're they're making everything more family-friendly, they're putting more entertainment and more um, kind of amusement attractions, yeah. attractions in. And, and it's, and it's, aquariums. And yeah, the aquariums is great, which is- That's 66 million Yeah. That. So, so basically, the they're, they're trying to compensate for uh, you know the shows and the theaters. There, there's still a lot of people that come in, uh, Clay Cooper, and there's the Hughes Brothers. And there's a lot of great entertainment still there, but not necessarily somebody that they've heard of nationwide, right. like you know. And uh, it needs and it needs to be that way. It needs to be. We've got so many, and and I work at one. It's a tribute. I mean, it's a lot of tribute stuff, which is great. But um, I think what would probably work better in this town would be more stuff like the variety shows and a variety of things. And that's what Clay's got going Clay's on. Doing it, and yeah. you got the, the Hay Goods are doing it and you've got Pierce Arrow doing it and you've got a few of them are doing it. It's just, we still stuck in that tribute feel. And, and the Presleys are still, they, they did Presley's good in marketing and they have that original format yep. of what Branson really was. Yeah. When I got off the road, it was 158 shows in this town. Yeah. Yeah, and that was in 2018. See, in Pigeon Forge, we've never had more than 13. Yeah. 14, yeah. maybe. You imagine yeah. 158 shows going here. Yeah. Right. And, and and a lot of the times, the theaters are overbuilt and too big. And I always said, like, I perform. We had one in, in we had one in Sevierville that opened about 25 years ago, the Governor's Palace. Oh, and yeah. it opened and closed almost in a week. And it's been sitting derelict for all these years. It's had a few things come and go for very short periods of time. But the problem was it was a two it was a three thousand seat theater plus. Well, nobody's gonna pay to see me that tiny on a stage from the back row of a three thousand seat theater. I'm not that big a star. They'd come to see Garth Brooks, but guess what? Garth Brooks ain't gonna pay play a three thousand seat theater because the seats would have to be a thousand dollars a piece, you know. Yeah. So it just it doesn't work out to to for you know it needs to be an eight nine hundred seat theater where people can see yeah. good from the back row and see. Good entertainers who they don't know their names, but they're good, yeah. and it's a fun show. It's like Joey Baby was talking about with the uh, the aquarium and everything. That was the original. It was a Grand Palace. It, yeah. it, I think it sat three thousand people. Oh, yeah. and it's Virgin of the Grand Opry. Yeah, and it's set in for I don't know how long. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and we still we still have beautiful theaters that have, yeah. Oh, yeah. are still sitting empty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what the, what's the one that we went over that you said they they they're gonna get? Oh, Mets, that was Mel Tillis. He paid $8 million for the theater. So over on 248, it's been empty for I don't know how long. You got the RFD sitting yep. right across the street. Yeah, that's we are right now. That theater. was Ray Stevens. And uh, man, in the, in the 90s, uh, I mean, these guys were doing two shows a day packed. Packed. Yeah. Packed. But I live here. If the tourists aren't allowed to come, which happened with the pandemic, it's like, well, what are they supposed to do? You're just going to bleed money. You're going to bleed so much money. You can set up a million signs all over and nobody's ever going to come to the show. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of young families come. They want to be outside. You'll see the strip is packed, but nobody will step foot in the theater, you know. And, right. and so it's like if you can't get them to come in the doors. A lot of those buildings will remain closed, you know. And there are shows here in town that are 
start that just came in, like where we're sitting right now, intervening, doing this yeah. podcast here. Stevie Steve, Lee Woods. Stevie Lee Woods. Great show. Came out of Nashville, brought it, got a band here. Great show. Great theater. Um, it is a variety. Country, mixed, mixed country, hard, old country rock, all mm-hmm. that kind of feel. It's a great niche. It's, it's a good show. And so they're starting to kind of get back to that way. But like you said, you know, Pigeon Forge only had 13 you know, good theaters. It, it's not that we need to get down to that type of number of theaters, but it's like we need to get down to the point of getting quality right. instead of quantity. Right. And um, I think it would be a great thing. I mean, we've got some good stuff here in town. I mean, we got the uh, site it's, it's the Build Back Better program. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's take another quick break. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Let's take another quick break for a word from our sponsor, coffeeandsugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the hillbillies in the holler sent you. And we're back. That was the so, best coffee and sugar I think so I've I'm ever I'm telling had. you, it's good stuff. Ooh, sweet stuff yeah. right there. They've, got, the, they've got hillbilly coffee. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. They made a special blend of coffee just for us. Oh, wow. It's awesome. really good stuff. That's awesome. Well, so uh, you were talking about the theater right now. What is the name of this theater? This is the Branson. It used to be called the Branson Star. Now it's called the Nashville Roadhouse theater. Live. Live. Yeah, Live. and they just the Nashville Roadhouse Live. says they, they just won several awards last year for best show and best band, a lot of other things. And we we have a couple quote unquote uh, award shows that are mm-hmm. in town. <laughs> Some of them are kind of a. Um, knit your own award yeah kind of like it is kind of that way and but the fun thing is what I think is fun about the whole thing is the awards is not the part but the part to get everybody gets together yeah. and see each other yeah. you know we all we all work 24 7 just like the redneck comedy but I got best award for comedian on a Monday show yeah <laughs> well, I got nominated for uh, a one-armed uh, accordion player yeah, I, I got nominated for sexiest man over three hundred pounds. There you <laughs> go. Did you win? No, <laughs> and I was the only guy in the running. <laughs> so that's sad. Oh, There's some. There is some good stuff, and I'm. They're trying to build up the strip, basically down on this end where we're at right now. They're building in. They brought in the Ferris wheel from the the old Navy Pier in Chicago, and they've developed that area to like a family fun area. But the whole thing thing is, is like two of you saying that you know you got families coming in here, the place is packed it's just getting them back into the theaters again and getting the people to come see shows that are entertaining and we've got amazing performers in this town some great musicians some great vocalists but it's just happened to rebirth that i think that's something the city's going to have to get together and figure that out and on the positive side though person comes to Branson, if you can't find anything to do, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm there's telling you. plenty of stuff to do. There's lots to do. And, uh, yeah, you can't swing a dead cat down here without hitting something fun. Right, right. <laughs> Although, why you'd be swinging a dead cat, I don't know. But, you know. But, no, we, we just, when we riding on the bus with you, we went past, you know, 15 different things that I said, ooh, that'd be kind of neat to see. Yep. And I'll tell you what's really interesting is that this is, this is where you guys are different. Now, yes, you do have some things that we have 
in the Smokies. Like we have a Ferris wheel, but ours is one of those enclosed ones, whereas yours is that really cool historic open air one. But, um, um, you know, the, uh, we saw a few things that we have at home. There's a Titanic. We have a Titanic. There's a Ripley's. We have a Ripley's. You have, I, thought, I thought there's only one Titanic. Yeah. We always joke about that. So no, I always say, no wonder it sunk. It's only half a boat. Yeah. But, um, you, um, but you guys have a lot of stuff that we don't have um, and, and a lot of interesting things that I would like to check out. But uh, we took our two youngest boys to Myrtle Beach, which I call Pigeon Forge by the Sea, um, last summer, and, and everywhere we went, they go, look, Daddy, we got one of them at home, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, we do. Yep. So I tell people from, if we get people on the bus, where are you from? They say, Myrtle Beach. And I go, oh, well, welcome home. <laughs> right. This is Myrtle Mountain. You're probably going to recognize pretty much everything except the sand. Yeah. <laughs> they go, yep, that's right. Well, we don't have the mountains. <laughs> we do have, like you said, there's a lot of stuff here in this town that, that you guys don't have over there. And there's, besides the commercial part of it, like Dixie's Sandwell Park. Silver Dollar City. Silver Dollar City. Silver Dollar City. It's yeah. Dolly Stampede. Now, Dolly Stampede, right. You know, but those simple things are same, they're pretty much everywhere. But we have other stuff here that are things that needs, they can't go see. I want to check out that toy museum. That looks like fun. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. And real estate is booming. I mean, they're building. When we go on that trail and we go along the lake, there's been a condo on top of condo and I tell you what, resort you, on top of resort. You know? Dean and I are staying over in um, um, Rockaway Beach because that's where our boy lives, or just the next community over from that. But we got a little house right down there on the beach and I drove up to it and I was like, well, that's kind of, yeah, I mean, it just looked kind of industrial. And I said, we went in, it was gorgeous mm-hmm. and big. It, I said, it was like Doctor Who's. TARDIS, it was bigger on the inside. Mm. I said, this is kind of little. And we went in, I was like, where'd all this space come from? Yeah. <laughs> but it's very nice. We loved it. So, As an entertainer, as a stand-up, I, I, I perform on at the resorts for the guests. The resorts try to keep the guests on um, property. Right. With their time shared this and their that. So a lot of the entertainers have had to go. Like, I'm really good friends with Mike Walker. And he, you know, he's, he keeps his show in town. But he, he told me he probably makes more money at the resorts because the resorts pay them, you know, and then they make the show free for the guests because they want to keep them on the on the property. They're like casinos, you know. Right. So we got a lot of them. So there, there's something for everybody, you know. And as far as the entertainers go, there's so much talent in this town. They just kind of, they just hustled in a different way. Instead of being in theaters, they went and started performing at resorts and stuff like that. That's a good word, hustle. You got to go, go from one theater to another theater. I remember one, well, I've got a friend of, our, friend of mine that is working in, uh, I think he's in five different shows. And he goes from the IMAX theater to the Americana theater to Clay Cooper theater, yeah. back to, I uh, think he goes back to Americana. So he's like running this circle and it, that's how he's making a living. I've got a lot of friends doing that. They'll do a morning show, do yep. a matinee show, they'll do an evening show, then they might go play a club after that and then they play on Sunday at church. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's- Plenty of work. Yeah, I always say, you know, I love coconut cream pie, but I don't want to eat it three times a day <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I had I had a lady. Uh, it's been it was a few years ago, right before I left the comedy bar, and I was having a real crisis of faith uh, whether I was doing what I needed to be doing. If maybe I needed to get out of comedy, and uh, I had this lady come up to me. You reminded me of it with that coconut cream pie thing. This lady walked up. She said, "You're really good at what you do." And I said, "Well, I appreciate that." She said, "Well, I watch your show every day, and I just can't." She said, "I'd never fail to laugh." And I said, well, that's amazing. I said, I love my show, but even I don't want to watch it every day, and I have to do it every day. And uh, she said, well, my son has special needs. And uh, 
he, he has to watch the comedy barn every day. And I said, Oh, I said, well, how old is he? She said, he's 38. He said, in fact, today's his birthday. And I said, is he here? She said, yeah. I said, well, let's go see him. And I went down and this guy was nonverbal, you know, the mind of a two year old. But when he saw me, he lit up and he jumped up and gave me a big hug. And I said, okay, message received. Yep. You know, I know, yep. you know, that it, it, you, you, know. you never know how important what you do is to somebody. So you just have to keep doing it because ultimately we were put here to entertain people, make, make them laugh, lighten their load a little bit for a little while. And yeah. man, it's a blessing to be able to do that. You have a, you had a stick over there in uh, the comedy barn that went year, for about years ago. The guy that had the longest laugh or the funniest laugh. Oh yeah, his name was Doug. He was from Collierville, Tennessee. Was that you? No, 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 no. It was uh, another entertainer, Eric Lambert. Oh, that's right. Eric yeah. was hitting him on the head, and this mm-hmm. guy got tickled. Go and yeah. And uh, it got to be, it happened the first time, and it just blew the place apart. We sold more DVDs than we'd blew ever the sold. the internet apart, too. Oh, well, uh, yeah, it was about three weeks later. This was before we'd ever even heard the word viral video. We had no idea what that meant. And Good Morning America called us and said, you've got a video that's going viral. Do you mind if we play it on our show? And we were like, uh, what now? Viral. It's going where? <laughs> we, we've, in years. we've done what? And uh, they so they explained it to us. So we went and looked it up. And at that point, it had been on. It had been up for like two weeks, and it had already been watched like twelve million times on you on YouTube. Wow! And um, so it, uh, yeah. And so then it got to be where anytime Doug would come to town on vacation, he'd call us, and we'd let him come see the show for free, put his family in for free, <laughs> get him on stage, and act like it had never happened before. And but a lot of people would come up and go, we saw that before on TikTok or on uh, YouTube. And, and he said, yeah, yeah, well, yeah he's, he's really funny. We let him come back and see the show all the time. But he, he developed an app. He was in a he was in a documentary about laughter. I mean, yeah, it really it blew up for him. And this guy was a school bus driver from Collierville, Tennessee. Oh, my God. Right outside Memphis. That's wow. funny. That's but, so funny. Well, guys, it's been a blast hanging out with you and coming to see your lovely city and riding on the tour. So I want to recap and remind all of you guys that you can uh, get tickets uh, for any of the Redneck Comedy Bus Tours at theredneckbus.com. Now, do not Google that as different words. Type into your search engine, all one word, theredneckbus.com, and then that will bring up our website where you can purchase tickets. If you use the promo code SMOKY, S-M-O-K-Y, you'll save some money off your tickets. Um, and uh, you can use that in Branson or in Nashville or in the Smoky Mountains. But come and see us no matter where you're going on vacation, one of those three cities, because you're going to have a blast. I guarantee it. And like you said, comes not to see it once. You've got to see it at least at least three times because each one of us are different. It's a totally, we, we joked in, in the Smokies about making a punch card. <laughs> well, we've seen Boo Boo and we've seen Buford. Now we just need to see Gator, yeah. you know. But, um, uh, you can follow us on uh, social media. Uh, the Redneck Bus is on uh, on Facebook. You can also follow Hillbillies in the Holler on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can follow me at Meet Buford at uh, all of those places. Um, you can also uh, check out uh, merchandise at MeetBuford.com uh, and at uh, HillbilliesInTheHoller.com. And uh, we appreciate you taking a break from your busy podcasting schedule to listen to our podcast. We know that we're the last guys to get a podcast, so we know you had to take time away from doing your podcast to listen to us. But um, also want to thank the uh, folks here at the Nashville Roadhouse live show in Branson for letting us record in their theater today. Uh, So y'all come and check them out when you're in Branson. See a great show. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, give us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find the podcast. So in the meantime, I'm Buford. 
I'm Mayhem. I'm Cletus. I'm Floyd. I'm Joey, baby. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiner's Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.